Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. I was asked to share some words of Chizuk in memory of Miriam Leah Batluna I think the point of focus when dealing with tragic circumstances such as this is, was, and always will be bitahon, trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In the opening Aliyah, Parashat Vaira, this week's Parasha, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe to inform B'nai Yisrael, V'lakachti etchem li le'am, I shall take you to me for a people. I shall be a God to you. And you shall know that I am Hashem, your God, who takes you out from under the burdens of Egypt. Rabbi Franz Shlita quotes a Sefer Tiferet Shalomo, who writes that this Pasuk contains the Segula, the key by which B'nai Israel was able to exist in Egypt and by which they were able to come out of Egypt. The segula is alluded to in the word sivlot. Sivlot means torture, suffering, burdens. But there's another familiar word in Hebrew that has an entirely different connotation. The same shorish. That word is savlanut. Sivlot versus savlanut. Savlanut means patience. And Tiferet Shalomo suggests that the reason why Benesa was able to exist and eventually be redeemed from Mitzrayim was that they, they had the attribute of savlanut. They never lost faith. That was happening to them was not mere happenstance, but it was part of a grand plan that they could endure the suffering, the sivlot, because they knew that this was coming from Hashem. When a person is going through a tortuous ordeal and can't imagine why is this happening to me, it's very difficult to survive that experience. But if a person can perceive that is doing this to me and he knows what he is doing and therefore I accept it, that's what gives the person the ability to survive this terrible, terrible ordeal. The emunah to suffer, to be sovel, and yet have the patience, the savlanut, the forbearance, the fortitude, to realize that that was the segula by which our ancestors were redeemed from Egypt. There's a very famous Gemara in Maseche Brachot, Tafsameh Hamuralef, of Hilel Zaken who was returning home from a journey, and he heard screaming coming from the direction of his house. And he remarked, I am confident that this screaming is not coming from my house. The Gemara cites a pasuk regarding Hillel, from bad tidings he does not fear, his heart has confidence in Hashem. Since he had such amazing bitachon in Hashem, he was sure that these sounds of commotion was not emanating from his home. The problem is that anybody that knows an inkling of what bitachon is, 
knows that that's not the correct definition of trust in God. It's a fallacy in people's minds. Bitachon does not mean having the confidence that things that occur will be good in the way that people hope that they will occur. If a person is going through a serious test of parnasah and he applies for a massive job promotion and he says, I have bitachon that it's going to be all right and I'm going to get the job, then he's misusing the term bitachon. That's not what it means. True bitachon means that I have full confidence that what's going to happen is ultimately best for me. Now, I might think that what's best for me is that I get the job and I will be successful. However, maybe that's not what Hashem has in mind. Bitachon means that whatever the decree is, I accept it. Because even though I may not understand it, I have confidence that it's for the good. So when the Gemara says that Hillel came into the city and heard screams and said, I know for sure it's not coming from my house. It was not necessarily because nothing wrong was happening in his house. It could be that his house was on fire. It could be that there was a terrible misfortune that just took place. What Hillel was saying is my family would not be screaming about it. Hillel was confident that he instilled these values in his family, that emunan bitachon, that whatever happens in life is part of Hashem's plan. Perhaps there was a tragedy in his home, perhaps the roof collapsed, but he was confident that his family would not panic, would not cry out in distress. He taught them the attribute of savlanut, the concept of sivlot mitzrayim, because if it's right in God's eyes, then it's got to be right in my eyes as well. And maybe it's not ironic, Rabotai, that every year on Pesach, we eat matzah, and then we eat maror. And then after the maror, we have something called korech, where we make a sandwich with the matzah and the maror together, and we declare, this is what Hillel used to do when the Bet HaMikdash was standing. We make a connection between this practice of Hillel and the philosophy of Hillel. Matzah is a symbol of redemption, of freedom. Maror is a symbol of enslavement. It would make sense that the two symbolic foods be eaten separately, but that's not what Hillel's attitude was. Hillel would wrap the matzah and maror and eat them together because he knew that both the exile and redemption and the slavery are part of a single grand plan. So we eat those foods of exile and redemption to show that they are part of a unified master design stemming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Levels of bitachon have nothing to do with how religious you are or how observant you are. The elders, the zekanim, in this week's perasha, future members of the Sanhedrin, were heavily criticized for ditching Moshe and Aharon as they made their way to the house of Paro to negotiate because they were scared of the lions and the bears that surrounded his entrance. And as a punishment, they would not be allowed to ascend Har Sinai with them during Matan Torah. The members of the Sanhedrin, the Zekanim, lacked bitachon. And then you have thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Holocaust survivors, many of them unaffiliated to Torah and mitzvot, who lost absolutely everything, yet clung to Hashem through thick and thin, because that's what kept them going. They had true bitachon. 
I think each one of us must walk out of here tonight with some sort of improved level of emunan bitachon, because that's what allows individuals to let go of fear, to let go of anxiety, and to find peace and contentment in their lives, even in the face of difficult and challenging circumstances. It's the means to connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, strengthening one's faith, and an essential aspect of spiritual growth and development. I pray that Hashem continues to give koach to my dear cousin Luna, and to Yohan and their children, and to my uncle and aunt, and all those related to the Nifteret, who have displayed a tremendous dose of bitachon throughout this ordeal, as Miriam Leah sits with the Sadiqim and Sadiqot of our history in Shamayim, rest be sure she will protect all of us through the incredible merits that she attained through the short life she lived. <laughs>